Real fake fact. The coronavirus is a virus created by U.S. labs in order to bring down communism. We did not foresee that it would start to bring down our own economy. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Eat shit, China. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> not not the con- not the people of the country. The 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 government. The government. Eat, eat yeah. a giant bowl of dicks. It's created by us. It came from your country. <laughs> you nonsensical fucks. Your weird fucking bat experiments. <laughs> Here's the sad thing, though. Like, they have so much freaking, you know, uh, communist indoctrination there. I'm sure people will believe it. Oh, I'm sure. Because their government is always truthful and is always trying to do what's better for them. Selves. <laughs> In the early years of the 21st century, the Geek Out Heroes had become the most ineffective podcast entity in the United States. 29 out of every 30 homes did not know they existed or even care what they had to say. Their intellectual and humorous influence couldn't be felt anywhere. For their public, they are the voice of reason and sanity for a world gone stupid. Over time, unknown even to themselves, their message was beginning to spread like a virus, infecting the ears and minds of those fed up with the bullshit. We are surviving the GOH EP-252 virus. We are having to do our cast from our homes, though. <laughs> I'm quarantined in the basement, where it's not where not where we normally record at all. At all. And normally we're in a lavish studio. <laughs> I mean, it's listeners. It's so bad that Miles had to quarantine himself away from Colorado into Oklahoma. He foresaw this coming. And then Oklahoma gets infected. I mean, uh, it's just... (laughs) Follows me everywhere. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. And Miles. Let's start with some interesting uh, news. E3's been canceled. (laughs) 
listeners, if you listened to last week's podcast, sorry for the late drop on that one again. Uh, that was a terrible edit uh, to try and get through um, just because the amount of technical problems we had. But the important thing is that we did get it out. Unfortunately, we didn't get the uh, episode out until the literally the morning of the announcement of E3 being canceled, which kind of made our conversation kind of null and void. But it does show that we were right. But, but it does show that we were right. Yeah. Uh, we were, we're your credible right. news source. So <laughs> totally <laughs> credible. Yeah. You can see our credentials online at <laughs> www. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the uh, ESA committee and I guess those who are still participating in uh, ESA or the uh, E3 um, decided that they should call off E3 and uh, because it's, you know, again, it's large gatherings and California is getting hit by the coronavirus. So is, uh, you know, the East Coast and the West Coast. Listeners, we're in the middle. It's it's a virus and viruses spread extremely quickly. Um, <clears throat> you only need to look at the flu virus uh, to know that. And the flu virus spreads across the globe very fast. Uh, it's the, the only difference is, is we we've we've known it long enough that we can track it. <laughs> but uh, if you are, you know, if you are having to work from home or, or whatever, hopefully we're going to bring a little bit of, uh, you know, light to your life and, and a little bit of humor and you'll enjoy the podcast. Uh uh, and you won't feel, uh, you know, like you're missing out too much on the real world. You know what? In reality, the real world sucks. We know this. We're gamers. We, that's why we play games. So why are you even worried about it? You don't want to go outside anyways. Just remember that you're lucky you get to stay home. No, but there are a lot of people who are actually having to be furloughed for that because like they're having to be, you know, put off work and stay at home and hopefully not everyone's affected by it, but we'll see. Things will die down. Eventually it'll go away and it'll be just like another soaring flu and, eventually we'll be able to actually track when this one shows up right if it does show up again and hopefully next time it shows up the rest of the world will put a fucking lid on their own countries and not let it come to the united states again that's the one thing that makes me laugh is like the like everybody's just freaking out like the government didn't do enough well i mean did any government do enough i mean right italy italy practically put people in quarantine for like what would be what would be the equivalent of like two hours for a virus and then said ah yeah go home (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they had to quarantine. They had to quarantine 16. Like, it was like, it was an entire town and then it turned into 16 million and then it turned into 60 million. Like the next day. Yeah. It went from like their Northern regions to pretty much the entire country. Yeah. Just <laughs> freaking crazy. Like, wow. And listeners, this is why we know the zombie apocalypse could absolutely happen and no one would stop it because of this. They would just treat it as, ah, oh, no, nah, it's not that big a deal. Forget about it. <laughs> we don't need to worry about it. And what's funny is, you know, uh, a lot of like some of my friends on Facebook are like, weren't you saying it wasn't a big deal? I was saying, no, it's not uh, like the thing that we were trying to stress is it's not enough to panic about, but you should still be vigilant. Like you should still not, you know, not share your germs. I mean, that that goes without saying practice good sanitation. Yeah. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Don't go into large crowds. It, it seems like seems like pretty common sense, simple fucking stuff, right? But apparently, the rest of the world didn't know that somehow. Um, we f- we forgot about two thousand nine. We forgot about the swine flu. We forgot about uh, like every other pandemic that's across the goddamn world. Uh, and we treated this like it was just just like a normal flu virus. And what's funny is people treat the flu the same way. Like I'm yeah, just gonna you know I'm sick. I'm gonna go to work. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, Shannon was talking about that with her job. They're like, yeah. people come to work sick. I'm like, yeah, of course they do. It's work. It's work. <laughs> like, it's, they need it, to make it, money. Yeah. It's like your your need for money outweighs the 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 cold, you know, essentially that people might pick up from you. Yeah, if yeah. businesses were a little more reasonable and actually paid people who got sick uh, when they got sick or were a little more understanding when people get sick of, yeah, we don't want you to come here and spread this around then yeah. people would stay home more when they get colds. But no, most works are like, well, is there any way you can work from home? Or is there yeah. any way you can be at the top of your game while you're feeling like shit? Like that's, that's literally how every, how we don't have anybody cover works. your shifts. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> we're, retarded. We're going to have to write you up as a no show. Companies are fucking weird. Bosses are stupid. Sometimes they literally get this bug in their ass that they think that, Oh, if, if they don't show up, then, it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah. It's a conundrum. And that's what a lot of people are having to deal with. So I get it. People are going to work while they're sick. But the the other things that are happening in the world where people are just sharing their germs with everybody, God damn, man. No wonder E3 got canceled. And that's right. that's really what we're getting at, listeners, is because E three got canceled. So did so did so did GDC. We we talked about that. I mean, a lot of these open events are getting canceled. The NBA canceled their entire season because a player who is dumb as dog shit who was coughing, <laughs> knew he was coming down with something, but decided that he would be, you know, he, he would be the funny guy, decides to cough and then touch everybody's fucking equipment. And it turns out he has the coronavirus. How fucking stupid are you? Like, I get I, I get trying to be like humorous, but if you know you're coming down with anything, like even if you just feel like a sore throat coming on, just a thought, it's probably better just not to be around people and not to do that kind of shit. Some things that I learned when I was, you know, a lot younger that apparently adults don't know. So, yeah, that's why E3 got canceled. You got E3 got canceled because of all of this bullshit, because people are too dumb to not share their germs. And everybody's hoarding the toilet paper and nobody wants to share any, which is the the, the true cure to the coronavirus. We all know. <laughs> that's what I, I love. The uh, the Aussie man commentary on that that supermarket fight that was taking yeah. place. There it is on the floor. The life-saving cure for coronavirus. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking great. I was laughing so freaking hard. Yeah, so uh, E3's canceled. I don't, I'm don't. i curious what Microsoft's going to do now. I think Microsoft's probably going to end up doing a, a digital event, uh, much like uh, Tenocon, which right. is Tenocon has been canceled as well. <laughs> Listeners, the, uh, the, the physical actual event, physical, yeah. physical event. Uh, they are going to go to digital. They're going to do a full digital presentation, which will be cool. We'll definitely be trying to watch that. Uh, and uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it'll still have the kind of the kind of the same impact. One of the cool things about Tenacon is when you see the onstage presentation and stuff like that, it's all lights and glamour. It's kind of like, you know, going to an E3 convention. Uh, so I don't know what they'll be doing, uh, if they'll be doing anything is uh blown out as that but hopefully they'll be doing something fun uh maybe it'll, with it. maybe it'll be on twitch and we can get a drop from it that'd be great i would right. really love that that'd be badass um the trying to think of what else uh took place this week involving the coronavirus i'm trying to get the coronavirus all the way out of the way <clears throat> um young yeah had that funny video about trying to go get toilet paper that was yeah. funny. Oh. The onslaught of emails from companies that handle food. Oh 
stating that, hey, we're, we're not going to intentionally fucking poison you. I'm like, great, I was going under that <laughs> assumption anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, it's just a very, it's, listeners, sorry, I, I know we're getting off track on a lot of stuff and we, we are going to get down to other gaming news, but I just thought it was kind of an interesting, interesting uh, conundrum that the entire world's in. And everybody's just fumbling the football. <laughs> and and on top of that, you also have the public that is massively panicking over it. Yeah, it's just a fucking cascading avalanche. Well, it's just all we can say is just, you know, be vigilant, you know, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Don't go out hoarding. Don't go out. Please don't go out hoarding toilet paper. and Don't go out hoarding, especially don't go out hoarding water. You have a sand like you, your your water filtration systems for your cities should be able to handle anything. They're designed to filter out things that are usually far worse depending on where you live <laughs> yes depending on where you live i should say they're looking at you flint <laughs> right that and you know Manit- manitou springs uh, apparently they're having problems with their with their water so well I they've gone through them. several floods yeah over the past few years so I mean, you get all kinds of shit in your water system that's not supposed to fucking be there yeah let's just tell you what if all of the internet goes down we can start worrying <laughs> all right. <laughs> Once we lose communication with each other, that's that's when we start having real problems. Yeah. So you know, E three's E three's canceled. Tenocon's canceled. Uh, GDC's canceled. This was probably uh, end up being the uh, Tokyo Game Show will probably be uh, end up canceled. I would imagine uh, Japan's getting hit pretty hard too. Imagine PlayStation's event that they were planning probably not going to happen physically. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. Probably not going to happen physically. Uh. Yeah, it's 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 definitely like it's going to be an interesting next couple of six months, I would say. Yeah, we Shannon and I still don't know if we're going to wind up catching our trip this year. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to go because honestly, honestly, I'm not concerned personally about getting sick. I'm not in the demographic that's in trouble for that. Now, yeah, if I got it, I would probably be fine. Uh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned just because. Uh, I'm around my folks a lot and you know, they're, they're in that age. They're in that age graphic. Right. Right. So. But me, I'm, I'm a shut in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Um, but I would hate to go through all the effort of trying to get down into the Caribbean and then be turned around because we're being refused entry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, well, I don't really want to deal with that because I'll be irate as shit. So <laughs> we might just have to put it off till next year. I don't understand. Like if you have the coronavirus, what you think you're doing, if you're going on a flight to another country, first of all, if it's not your home country, or if you still plan on taking a flight from, you know, going on vacation to the U S why? <laughs> like, I don't know. So a dozen Australians. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Brought that shit to Aspen. Just hysterical, like oh, you know, I'm 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 feeling kind of under the weather, but I, you know, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna I'm just gonna get on a plane and, and come to another country. That just sounds stupid. In some cases, I understand that the coronavirus doesn't exactly make its well make itself well known right away. Symptoms aren't you know aren't quick. Some people don't get symptoms. Other people, you know, it hits them like the next day, and it's like a train wreck. Yeah. In those cases, yeah, I get it. But when you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get on a flight. If you're looking at taking a flight, just go, go get your blood tested. Go see if you have it. See if you have a con, you know, see if you contracted it. They're supposed to be making, you know, the, the, the world as a whole is supposed to be trying to make 
test testing more available to everybody so that everybody can get uh, the test to make sure they don't have it. It's sad, but it's very funny how all this stuff went down and uh, just the amount of one, the amount of misinformation that's coming out of it. I mean, like, oh, yeah, Miles, there's, there's literally a guy on YouTube that tried to tell people that if you contract the coronavirus in your mouth, drink as much water as possible so that you can flush it down to your stomach so that it can eat away the virus. Yeah, that's not how viruses work. I've seen and heard a lot of different things and all of it's just garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, just gargle with vinegar. It'll, you know, kill the virus. No. Kill the virus, that's, yeah. That's not the way it works. That's, that's totally makes sense. That's exactly how we stopped all other diseases. <laughs> Put a little neosporin in your nose. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, listeners, it. I'm going to I'm going to give you some advice that Miles gave me before the podcast started. Uh you're going to if you want to stop the coronavirus, just drink a drink a corona beer and then down it. Immediately afterwards, down a thing of Purell, they'll cancel each other out. It'll kill Corona, <laughs> and the Corona will kill any possibility of Purell killing you. <laughs> there you go. That that's 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 some good information for you. Follow that. So, other things that have taken place. There's some weird stuff that have happened. Supposedly, this is a in listeners. This is a rumor, but it's coming from a very reliable source. A lot of people have covered this already, but supposedly. Ko- or Kojima is actually talking with Konami again. And there is a rumor that Konami has been looking for studios to try and take over a Silent Hill project or two. And since Kojima doesn't do slot machines and doesn't do pachinko, I would assume that this would be an actual game and we might actually get Silent Hills back. If that's the case... I think Kojima's next move after that, if things go well, is to ask ask them if he can finish Metal Gear Solid Five, because I would like that. I would like a finished game. But based off of a lot of things that have been going, or a lot of uh, rumors that are going around, this might be actually true. And hopefully it is. If it is, and we get Silent Hills back, awesome. I've you know I loved the PT demo, and wanted that game to come out so badly. And when they cancel it, I was completely crushed. I am a big Silent Hill fan and always have been. And after after that happened, I just I had written pretty much Konami off entirely. When they when they started switching over to more gambling, I was just like, yep, they're done. They're not going to make any more games. And given the fact that if they're looking to outside sources to make this, that's absolutely true. They have no desire to make games. They want other people to use their properties to make games. Well, yeah, I mean, the last... I think it was the last one they made was that that Metal Gear themed zombie survival game that survive Metal Gear Survive bombed yeah, it hard. <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah, this this is good news. If this if this actually ends up being true, awesome. Uh, <laughs> listeners, do you remember Reggie from Nintendo? Yeah, so do I. He's he's going to be working at GameStop. <laughs> But not as a normal employee. He's going to be taking over GameStop, and he's going to be trying to get them out of the uh, out of the mud that they've been in. But I just thought I just thought it was funny to say it that way. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 going over. The GameStop is bringing him in apparently to try and uh, save their ass. Them, you know, save their ass essentially. And we'll see what he can do. I mean, Reggie is a great salesman, and he has a good personality. So that will definitely help them in in a lot of in a lot of areas. I don't know if it'll save the company because this, the company is not really 
they don't really know or understand which way, which direction they should go. Right. Uh, as a, as a company, they've, they've tried the think geek route where it was, a going to become a, you know, kept snatching up little, little businesses here and there trying to, yeah. trying to branch out. And that just wasn't, yeah, they're, they're going to become a col- more of a collectible and game shop. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen. Then they were going to be tried the mobile out, thing. Or, sorry, no. Yeah, they tried the mobile thing. Then they were going to try and do a uh, tournament kind of style uh, business where they were going to hold like host uh, tournaments at their stores and stuff like that. And that kind of faded out. And then it was going to become some kind of geek gaming hangout to go to, like a gamer bar. And uh, it's it's just been from one thing to the next. It's it's kind of it's it's really is a company that seems like they don't have any true direction of what they want to do or where they want to take things. So hopefully he can work with them and get them in the right position because they're having a hard time. Yeah, it's I I think it's going to be a too little too late kind of thing, which is I, yeah I think you're on one right. hand on one hand it's kind of a shame because GameStop will always have a spot in the cockles of my heart but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 gone by the wayside and you know a little side note i given given everything that's been going on i'm glad i'm not working customer service <laughs> oh my gosh right so more power to you if you do work in customer service and have to deal with the general public during all of this yep. more power to you yep uh, another thing I wanted to touch on listeners is one thing that uh, I had a conversation recently with Steve, uh, our old friend, and we are going to try and have him on the podcast at some point so that you guys know Steve is real. Well, he and I had a conversation about a conversation that Miles and I had last week on uh, when I brought up the fact that, you know, of Destiny kind of implementing quests that don't exactly walk you through anything or explain how to get them and, and stuff like that. And listeners, the reason why I brought that, that conversation up originally was we were literally playing uh warframe one night and uh, we were going up against the Island terrorist and we were going, we were looking at how the mechanics work for that. And there's nothing that really walks you through it on how to do it and how to take this thing down, how to accomplish the goals that you want. It's, it's all just based off of just random shit. Like that you kind of have to try if you were doing this the first time or you go online, you watch other people do it now. But when it first came out, it made us question, like, did they have anything that explained any of this? And it made me talk about the 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 instance that I had with Destiny of the fact that like normal casual gamers don't know that there's a lot of stuff out, like usually don't know that there's a lot of stuff out there or that there's players out there that can help them. Most of them don't participate in Reddit the Reddit community for destiny makes up a very small portion of their actual player base. That's the same. That's the same case for all, for all gamers. Majority of uh, public forums make up a very small portion of their community. So when, uh, you know, when you have a regular gamer who not a regular gamer, but a casual gamer, I should say regular gamer actually tries to keep up with some of this stuff. But when you have a casual gamer, they don't really know, how to accomplish this stuff or where to find this stuff. They'll see something like, Oh, that's a cool exotic weapon. Where do they get, where do they get that? And then they hear, Oh, they got it from this quest. Oh, okay. How did they get this quest? And then they'll go online like YouTube where somebody will do a walkthrough, but the person doesn't walk through the first bit of how you obtain the quest in the first place. They just show you how to get through the quest. Well, that's not helpful either. <laughs> so it may, it made us sit there and go like, when you start catering towards the smaller gamer base, which is usually the top tier players, 
uh, or just the passionate players that keep up with everything, that's when you miss out on the opportunity to keep your your casual gamers or the people who leave and come back from engaging in your game. Because the people who leave don't hear about that stuff until after they're gone. And they go, oh shit, like I missed this or something like that. Now granted, there aren't a lot of quests in Destiny that go away. But some of them do. Every now and then they do. In the, the first Destiny, we had the Black Spindle that eventually went away. And also on top of that, the Black Spindle was time limited. So you could only get it on the days that you had a specific mission that you could do. And when that, when that mission showed up, you could go try for it. If you didn't get it and the mission passes the next day or doesn't, isn't available after that or after the reset, then you're screwed. So you have to wait for it to come back. It's things like that that's like, ah, you know what, you're you're preventing people from wanting, you're, you're preventing yourselves from bringing back gamers who leave and come back, leave and come back. And instead of doing something like that, you maybe consider making more announcements or trying to be more public about the things that you make, the things that you come out with rather than just, oh yeah, this is, this is available. This, this became available and people had to find it and it's a hidden, it's a hidden quest. That was the only reason why we brought it up. And Steve felt like we didn't communicate that very well. I felt we did, but that's why I'm clearing up now. Just to make sure if there's anybody out there who's just like, oh, you're just bagging on Destiny. Well, we're not just bagging on Destiny. We're pointing out a flaw in how some developers see things. And trust me, listeners, when I say Warframe is notoriously bad for this. Like, you can see just, Sea of Thieves as well. <laughs> yeah, you know? Sea of Thieves as well. You, we wouldn't know anything about any of the tall tales if it wasn't for the occasional email saying, hey, there's this, and then we have to go. But that, that's still ridiculous that there's not some sort of notification in the game. You know, yeah. they're like, hey, go check this place out. You know, it's a yeah. lot of fumbling around by yourself to figure out what the hell is going on. Here's what's new. Cool. <laughs> awesome. I will go check that out. And every now and then they do stuff like that, but it's not for everything that they change or it's not for everything that's new and warframe even though they make announcements and they show off all this cool stuff and we're always like yeah that's awesome they're making new they're making new stuff for it a lot of people don't know about that listeners a lot of people who leave the game and come back don't learn about that stuff until they come back into it and they're like holy shit what the fuck is this like the like the railjacks the railjacks had no freaking tutorial system whatsoever nope and they didn't explain shit and they just now Put it into the uh, into the codex. It's been out for what two months, three months? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's uh, December, just de- uh, December. December, yeah, yeah. It, like, what the fuck? Why, why, why aren't you guys like? I get it that your your community is involved, but it's not. Everyone doesn't make up Twitch. Everyone doesn't make up Reddit. Everyone doesn't make up your own forums. Only the 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 consistent and passionate players are the ones that are on those where you have like, we run into casual gamers listeners all the time in our clan and in our Alliance, our Alliance chat on Warframe where we have to explain or point them in the right direction of what they need to look for in order to continue in the game. I can't tell you how many times I've had to explain to people how they can get to the uh, Umbra Excalibur quest line. Like a lot of them don't know how to get to that. I did it and I didn't know how to get you to get to it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I was like, I just did it. I don't, I don't remember what led up to it. Right. Yeah. It's, and that's the thing. It's, and we shouldn't be serving as the game's instruction manual. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's really what it comes down to as the community. And I, 
you know, at the same time, I understand, well, community is kind of what, what builds these things up. Well, yeah, for to us to an extent, but uh, they should be the auxiliary, not the, but, the primary. Yeah, we, we, we absolutely we should be the auxiliary, not the primary. The lack of tutorials, the lack of, you know, codec systems that don't help gamers out in these games is kind of staggering now. And Destiny is not by far not the worst, but it, that again, listeners, that specific quest that I talked about made me think about and that an instance of actual several instances in Warframe where we had encountered that. And we, and I kind of hate to see games that have actually done a decent job of trying to make uh, interaction with their community and trying to keep their community constantly active fail in those areas or, and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. listeners. finding things in, in destiny is cool. Finding things in destiny is cool. When you have already added content, like a lot of content, included with it that's where easter eggs are kind of neat like easter egg quests like this is is kind of cool but when it's added in after as just busy work but you don't tell anybody about it that's a problem when you don't explain that to your community that's an issue steve disagrees with me that's fine if he was on this podcast he would he would probably tell you that he would disagree with the fact that you know if people are really into the game and they're uh passionate about the game then they know about it okay that you can make that argument but I would make the argument that those people don't make up a majority of their community. When you're struggling to get your gamers to come back to your game and you don't do that kind of interaction to do that, you're not giving them an excuse to come back. You're you're letting them find out about it way too late where they're like, oh, I could have come back and done this. That, that'd be cool. I would have done that a long time ago. Anyways, just wanted to make sure that, that listeners, you know, we weren't ragging on Destiny just to rag on Destiny. We were ragging on the fact that too many developers are taking this tact with their community and not really understanding that, Oh, this, this is where we're catering to the wrong crowd. We're catering towards the, the elite instead of catering towards the ones that we actually want to attract and continue to come back. Cause like we said, Warframe does that all the time. I, they, they like, like with the railjacks miles, when we talked about the fact that the railjacks, like when we, we were grinding away for the railjack, like crazy. And I mean, you had to grind even, I think, even more than I did, right? Uh, I think so. It took a it took an astronomical amount of resources, listeners, to get the railjack, and Miles had started on it before I did, and uh, I think out of the uh, the million dollar um, or the million credit gift of the Lotus mission that we got, that yeah. if you had it with if you had it with a booster and uh, stuff like that, like I got lucky, I got a booster as my as my perk for the day and a booster for for that like they gave everybody a booster to go with it so if you played the mission and you had two boosters you got four times the amount of credits so i ended right. up getting uh i ended up getting four four million credits miles only got two yeah and each of those parts was a million a piece yeah so the railjack cost six million he was grinding like a mother to try and get that thing and he did he built it i built it uh, and then they find out the, the developers go back and find out, oh crap, we catered to the wrong community. And a lot of people are upset that this isn't accessible to them. Uh, and that they're having to put so much into grinding just to get to it because they had originally created the Railjack based off of the fact that they had a, a, a substantial number of people who had way too many resources, way too many credits, and they had nothing to spend them on. And while it's nice that they considered those people, when they looked at the numbers, they were like, ah, those people make up like, le- like uh, I think they said like 10% of their entire community that play the game. And 
And they were like, whoa, okay. And it turned out that a lot of their, even a lot of their top tier players, uh, well, what they would consider top tier players, the people who are constantly playing, uh, who have put thousands upon hours into the game, not all of them are resource hogs. Not all of them go out and just get resources and stow them away for later. Some people have a finite amount of time in order to play these games, much like people who play Destiny. Uh, Steve is, is a gamer listeners. He's a good friend of ours. He has been a gamer for a long time. And, but that doesn't mean he has always a lot of time to play games. He's got, he's got work. He's got family, just like a lot of us do. Not everything can be dedicated at at once to this. So when you have situations like that, where it's like, oh, you have to gather all these resources. I mean, God, I'm, I'm grateful. Destiny doesn't really do that. And I'm sure my dad would argue with me right now. Um, but I've learned recently that, uh, sometimes he doesn't always have, uh, all of the information, especially when it comes to destiny. Uh, like he talked about the fact that he had been nerfed on his level cap and, uh, he, he's like, they took away my, le- my level and, uh, they brought me back down to, I think it's a two, I think it's nine sixty is the, uh, the, the soft cap for the game. And it, they did do that, but it's only because the, that's the season reset. So like he played through a season of content, got up to the to the to the level he got in the season, and then they reset the level for the next season that starts. That's that's not different than how a lot of other games do things, where once once you've completed a, a segment of a game, they reset you back to where you started and you start over with the next new segment. And he he complains about it a lot because the enemies are so powerful, but in reality if they had just given destiny, you know, destiny could have just kept him at that level. Right. And then when the new season of content came out, the enemies would have just been boosted to what he's having to deal with now. So it wouldn't have been any different. Like his gaming experience would have been continued to be the same. And he would continue to be pissed off at the fact that he's facing things that are completely overpowered compared to him. And that's my point. So when it comes to how any developer looks at their games, they should really consider who is the main audience not who are our top, who are, who are our main players, because your main players that constantly come back, usually the smaller part of your audience. Right. And you need to create reasons for them to come back. Like the fishing thing, the fishing thing we had no, like there were so many people who had no idea that that was going on in uh sea of thieves. Yeah. They, they were, they had no idea that there was a challenge going on for sea of thieves where you could go and fish for these certain things. And uh, I'm, uh, one time when we were on or before we got on, I was talking to a guy in the open chat because I jumped on to try and get the fishing thing. This was this was before I quit and just said I wasn't going to do it anymore. Uh, but I decided to jump on by myself and just go fishing. And one of the guy like another guy came up and he goes, hey, are you friendly? And I said, yeah. Uh, and he goes, OK. And I, and I put my headset on. I was, I was like, can you hear me? And he, and he comes over. He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, what? He's, he's, you've been standing here like the entire time I've been playing. And I've just been fishing at the dock. <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing? I was like, there's a fishing challenge going on. And he goes, what? I was like, yeah, there's a fishing challenge going on. Like you have to catch so many uh, rubies and or so many ruby uh, uh, with splash tails yeah. and uh, trophy fish and stuff like that. I was like, it's it's going on. Uh, they, uh, I was like, it actually started last week with uh, I couldn't remember what the uh, what the, the fishing was. I think you just had to catch a certain amount of fish, right? Yeah, I think it was just like catch 60 fish, I think, or something. Yeah. Like that. Or 20 and he, fish, he goes, I don't he goes, you're kidding. He's like, what do you get? Over? I was like, I was like, doubloons. You, you you get the other form of currency in the game for completing these challenges. And he goes, 
what the fuck? He's like, why isn't there any announcement for this? He asked me how I got it. And I said, I got it in an email. He's like, God damn. He's like, uh, I guess I got to start checking my email more or I got to make sure that their email isn't getting sent to my junk. Yeah, because even their opening page isn't always transparent, uh, up to date with with what's going on in the game. Yeah, those are the things I'm getting at is when these developers don't communicate these kind of things to people and don't explain them or don't even tell you, hey, this event's going on. Other gamers who miss out on these things kind of go, what the fuck? Like, I would have come back and played the entire time that this was going on so I could experience it. Now, thankfully, Bungie hasn't made, uh, I believe they haven't made any newer exotic quests in the uh, in Destiny 2, uh, especially since uh, Forsaken. They haven't gotten rid of any of those, so you can still do them. But they have in the past, and I would like to see them be a little more transparent with their their crowd about hey we have this quest going on we have this quest going on like right 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 away in the notifications of hey this quest is happening go to your community you know and and if they want to encourage community involvement then that's fine but make the announcement so that they know it's happening show it up there and then say if you want to know more go to your community go to community ask other players get involved so that you can find so you can find this too uh, you know, it's something as simple as for that last exotic quest, you could say, uh, we have a, we have a hidden exotic quest going or going on right now on the moon, go to our Reddit page or even our community page and check it out and see if you can find and, and get this, you know, get this weapon, do something that's a little more proactive instead of just leaving it up to a, a handful, what I would consider a handful and it's more than a handful of listeners, but when I say a handful, I'm just saying in the grand scheme of things compared to their entire community, a handful of people to figure this out first. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like it's one of those things of like the uh, it feels like the raids to me. How when you go through the raids and you go like, how the fuck did people figure this out? Yeah. Like how how am I supposed to figure this out? And we had brought that up last week, and I think that's where Steve really kind of got riled up a little bit about it. And when I say riled up listeners, it's like Steve doesn't get mad at me. We don't get mad at each other in chat. We we will jab at each other. We love taking jabs at one another. Uh, and Steve's really good at it. He knows exactly what button, what buttons to push with me. And uh, that's probably one of the reasons why we're such good friends. But <laughs> it's cool to have those those quests of certain clans will try to have the race to the fin- to to get through the raid first. That's fine. I think that's cool. But later on, after that's happened. And you're you continue to not explain it to the rest of the community who like don't get involved in that stuff, don't watch those things, and want to participate in the raids. It kind of excludes them, and those people don't feel like they can get through the raid because they don't understand it. And granted, I know that the internet's out there and people should be willing to use it, but so many people don't. So many people like it is unbelievable how many people in in any community don't. And the reason I know this is just because of what we've seen in our own Warframe community of when you're in the Alliance chat or you're in your clan chat and you have people asking questions all the fucking time, all the time. And we constantly have to post Warframe dot, uh, what is it? Uh, Fandom. Yeah. The wiki. The wiki for it. So that they understand like where they can find a lot of this information because trying to explain a lot of this stuff. Yes, trying to explain a lot of this stuff over a chat, like over a text system on uh, on there, especially when it's limited to 200 characters, is almost impossible. <laughs> it, 
it, it, it made me have this grand realization of how many times, you know, we have Google and so many people don't use it. Tons of people don't use it, even gamers. And it's because it's not the first place they go to because they feel like the game should explain some of this stuff. Yeah. And I game get should be your primary resource. And then if you need to use the internet or the community, that should be your secondary. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That's why. So I, uh, listeners, sorry for the long conversation. I know it was a long drawn out version of, of basically last week, but I felt like we needed to clarify, especially after my conversation with Steve and Steve, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, it does help us to make sure that if, if one person doesn't find clarification, then we need to clarify just like the developers do guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he'll text me for that one. Anyways, listeners, if I could, I would be great if I could show you guys some of the text we have, like some of the text messages we have, some of the text messages between the two of us, when I read them back, they read so angrily (laughs) between the two of us, but texting doesn't convey tone. And that's one thing that I always have to remind myself of when anybody, when anybody texts, texts me a long list is that you try to remember that the person is not yelling at you or not angry with you, that they're literally just trying to voice their opinion. So, uh, and don't immediately fire back. Uh, but there are some times that I know when uh, Steve's getting cheeky with me, (laughs) (laughs) but that's just because I know the guy moving on to other, uh, things that happened this week. I don't, I don't think I have dates or anything like that, but, uh, horizon zero dawn is officially coming to PC. Um, which is awesome that that crowd gets to play it. And uh, it'd be, it was stunning on the PS4 to begin with. Yeah. It's uh, in my top 10. Yeah. Um, time. I had videos pop up in my, my Facebook feed from when I first played it and it still looks amazing. Like yeah. I almost wanted to go back and play again. And uh, so I, I can only imagine uh, what it would look like on a PC, PC you know, dialed up right? to 11. Yeah, considering that game, when it came out, that game actually rivaled a lot of PC games. Yeah, I mean, it, was I mean, it still does. Gorgeous. Yeah, it yeah, still I, does. Things gorgeous. I yeah, I, I really I would love to see it on a on a PC. I don't want to buy it again to do that, but uh, I think it, I think it's going to look just phenomenal. And the fact that the PC crowd's finally going to get that, and supposedly this is going to be the first of many PC ports. Might see Spider Man on there soon. Oh cool. yeah, that would be fucking badass uh <laughs> it just it's funny because it, it it makes me laugh because uh how much of a hard time i got from from you and the guys for using the photo mode in horizon zero nine <laughs> oh yeah like, it's so damn pretty <laughs> it was so funny listeners miles is about as far as you get is, is about as far away as you get for a millennial yeah and he started using the photo mode in that game and we were laughing our ass off because we sat there we're like what the fuck like did he like we literally started making comments like okay millennial what the fuck uh like we just started railing on him for it but uh he had so many like so many pictures he would send us it was funny and uh it was always because of the same thing it's just so pretty like damn i'm curious like how many of the pc crowds gonna go crazy with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did a lot with that one and i did a lot with with spider-man but uh, Spider-Man, I ended up doing that just because Spider-Man, you could actually do it mid uh, jump and stuff like it was it was easy to activate if you were in the middle of an action. Oh, yeah. And that made that that made photo mode just badass because you, you could essentially create, made comic squares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could make really cool backgrounds. So I saw one guy posted like an entire three page comic book 
using screenshots using screenshots from that i was like that is so kick-ass yeah i just i I really i really do want to see sony kind of branch out a little bit more because they used to do that with the ps2 like they'd have games that were actually exclusive to the ps2 and they would actually port them to the pc eventually and they stopped doing that like uh actually probably around the ps2 or they stopped doing that almost entirely ps3 they didn't do they really didn't do it for anything I was always surprised that they never came out with a God of War definitive collection for the PS4 and on PC because I mean when when the new God of War was coming out like I just I I thought hey this is a prime time to reintroduce the entire series to everybody and get everybody interested in it again. I I just thought that was kind of a, a weird thing for them not to do. The only other thing I have is uh lately been playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps. The game's gorgeous. Yeah some of the best use of color I, I've ever seen. Yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. Uh, although, there was one part of uh, a, a segment that I was going through that the soundtrack sounded super, super familiar. I, it almost felt like it ripped it from something. I just can't for the life of me remember what it was. <laughs> I had it at the time when I experienced it. I was like, I think they ripped this from such and such game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's it's been a great experience. The controls are really smooth. The only real hiccups I've had in that game is there was one section I completed and my frame rate went to just fucking hell where I was basically playing that segment of the map in slow-mo, which made it easy, but it was also really annoying. So uh, it still has some hangups here and there. I haven't ran anything to, uh, as bad as that. You know, every once in a while, seize up or, or flash out trying to do something. Yeah, but usually doesn't affect my gameplay surprisingly. But it's it's been a good story so far. I think I'm a little over halfway through it now. I'm uh, I'm keen to finish it. Nice. Yeah, I've been going through the first one just so I can it's, get through uh, that one. It's punishing, but it's not it's not terribly punishing. <laughs> But, I always uh, like, I, I feel like, yeah. Oh, I know you're going to cuss your fucking head off playing this. One. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I'm going to out myself on this one. I am terrible at uh, the first one. So I have to play it on easy for one listeners. And I, yeah, I, there are some times where I just can't get, I can't get things to work for me. Like I, I feel like, I feel like the controls lag and I don't like, I don't know if that's necessarily it, it might just be brain lag. Who knows? But I was cussing up a storm yesterday when uh, Miles was on with me because uh, I could not get the dash to work for my life. And it was I was in the uh, it's really early in the game in reality where the waters are rising underneath you. And I'm trying to dash all the way up and, and escape. Meanwhile, I get to I kept getting to a certain point and he like I could not get Ori to grab this one fucking dash point to save my life. And it was pissing me off. I was getting completely fucking screwed. I, I think I did that like 14 times and I finally got it. That's how bad I am, listeners. That's how terrible I am at that game. 14. No joke. Um, I can play Mario fine. I just, or he, you know, dumbfounds me. I don't know what it is. So looking forward to playing Battletoads someday when I get my ass <laughs> handed to me in that. I will say uh, it's a piece of advice I gave to Vargo. If uh, you're looking at getting into Ori and Will of the Wisps is save up your points. Um, you need about 2,200 of them to get the triple jump. Yeah. Uh, and it's totally worth it. You can get access to a lot of places with that ability that you probably shouldn't get access to. Okay. Um, it means you can get to a lot of the upgrades and stuff, yeah. uh, sooner. 
So definitely, uh, definitely worth saving up initially and then go from there. Yeah. It sounds like the upgrade system works completely differently in the second one versus the first one. Cause the first one, it's just, uh, you just get a single point mm. for unlocking things. And it's like one point for the first five like abilities in each tree. And then it goes up to so, two. So I, I barely remember the first one because uh, Shayna played through it and I was just yeah, kind of in the room. Um, but the way the upgrade system works in this, you find uh, some abilities and um, you find health tokens and energy tokens to upgrade your health and mana, essentially. Okay. Um, but you can... Uh, you find what are called shards, which are your upgrades. Um, you start off with, I think it's three shard slots that you can equip mm-hmm. uh, these abilities into. Uh, for example, I have damage resilience, damage thorns, uh, the triple jump, wall sticking. There's there's a, a good handful of them that I have in there right now. And as you go along and find more of the upgrades, you'll get more and more shard slots. Well, you go to a shard vendor in order to purchase new abilities. Not all of them, because like I said, some of them you'll find out in the wild, so to speak. And same thing with your abilities, your 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 magic, essentially. Uh, you'll learn those from another person that you know costs about eight hundred, I think, for a new ability. Yeah. So it's got its own little you know micro ecosystem in there, but it's yeah. It's pretty straightforward. I'm sitting on a ton of points. Um, I can probably buy just about everything in the game at this point. Yeah, that's available to me. But it, the the level's huge. I mean, every time I unlock a new section, it's just massive amount to explore. Oh yeah, it's very very Metroidvania. Oh yeah. the The first one is very much like that. I mean, you you constantly kind of go back and forth between levels, especially if you miss stuff and you get an ability later and you want to come back. Yeah, and grab it. That happens a lot. So, yeah, same thing in this one. Uh, if, okay. like I say, if you get that triple jump, you'll do a lot less of that because you'll clear out areas. You'll be able to clear out yeah. faster. Okay. Um, and you might have to go back for like one thing, but yeah, it was funny because the uh, the first game, I honestly, listeners, I when I started playing it the first time, it wasn't the definitive edition, and I I, I actually didn't get past the tree. Uh, so I like when I first started playing it again, I was seeing the some of the points like the extra uh, xp uh, orbs in the water and the water is all poison at first and i kept jumping down in there and swimming in losing almost all of my life and jumping out uh to get to to get these pieces not knowing that after the tree part all the water would be clear again (laughs) yeah you get a lot of similar uh, mechanics in this one yeah, so I was stupid about that. I'm like, is there? Am I like I kept waiting to get an ability that would let me swim in it, and not knowing that oh, I needed to just continue with the game, and then I could yep. come back. So uh, that was just dumb on me because uh, I should have known better because I've played Metroid and I've played Castlevania, and I know that that's how those those worked. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll tell you right now. There's there's a exact same system in this one. Yeah, you know, poison waters turn clear. You get the ability eventually. You can buy the ability eventually to breathe underwater. You can eventually get a water dash. That one will be given to you. Yeah. The those are those are key components in there that I was like, man, I don't know how I'm supposed to get to any of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, just return later. I'll be fine. Yeah, I should have. I should have done that. I should have known better. <laughs> 
anyways, um, and there are some cases where I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to be able to get the things and I still did it creatively trying to weasel out of not having it come back. Oh, uh, Stadia news. So listeners, one of the things that Stadia had brought up a long time ago was that they would be able to make, you know, basically play games at 4k 60 frames per second. We've covered this before. Most games don't. Uh, in fact, uh, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 doesn't play in 4K 60 frames per second on their system. It doesn't even play at 60 frames per second on Stadia at, on Stadia's system at less than 4K. Uh, but it does play at 4K at 30 frames per second on the Xbox One X. That's kind of saying something. Like you, you'd think that would kind of explain, yeah, uh, this technology wasn't ready, and you guys kind of you you lied, you lied to the public uh, to sell the to sell the system. And lately, people have brought up the fact of, oh, well, or I shouldn't say lately, a little while back, um, people were bringing up the fact that, well, they did say that, you know, Doom will absolutely, like, they've tested it, Doom Eternal will play at 60 frames per second at 4K, absolutely. And turns out today, no, it won't, it, it won't do that at all. Turns out it can't. So, yeah, that <laughs> that says something when especially when the creators of Doom have said that with compromising graphically here and there, they have managed to make Doom Eternal run at 60 frames per second on every system, except for Stadia, because it can't. So Google, I know Pete Hines would be saying that I shouldn't be allowed to do this because circumstances have come up that that make it impossible for you to do this, but you're a liar, Google. You lied to the public. You told them you'd be able to do this. These are the specs that it would need, and turns out it can't do it, even with the specs that you've set forth saying that this is what people would have to have in order to do this. Yeah, I think the list of things that they actually accomplished what they said they were going to is probably an easier list to go through, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is provide games in a mobile setting. <laughs> yeah, provide games in a mobile setting, provide games over the internet, you know, over the network. And force you, you to for pay, f- yeah, char- <laughs> charge you for it. And force you to pay a subscription to do it. Yeah. Okay, congratulations! That's uh, quite a feat. Yeah, I, I just thought that was that was just kind of sad. Also, the other thing I want to bring up is Bethesda. You might want to consider looking at a different marketing team when your marketing team decides that after seeing enough Call of Duty trailers with the uh, the rap and hip hop music set to them. That they wanted to turn around and put out a ad for, and this is old news listeners, by the way, but they wanted to put out, they put out an ad for Doom that was just a, a TV spot. And it's Doom, like I want you to listen, I want you to think about this listeners. It's Doom set to rap music. Like I can't, I can't, I can't even talk about it and keep a straight face. Like, come on, Doom set to rap music? Like, Seriously? People who have never even played Doom know that that sounds fucking weird. Yeah, I, I watched the ad myself, and I, I I think Doom's cool. I'm not exactly a fan because I get my ass rocked in those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I sat there and watched it, and I'm like, well, it's still not as bad as the Assassin's Creed rap music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but I get it. It's like, this doesn't belong. Yeah, the Assassin's Creed music... Uh, for that movie that's the trailer was terrible yeah 
I was like, well, so I don't like it could be worse. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what marketing teams are, are working on these things, but God, man, you guys really, you really need to know your product before you start making stuff like this, because sitting there going, ah, it's worked for call of duty. It's worked for battlefield. We can totally set this to, to modern, you know, rap music. New. If, if you've heard the soundtrack to doom, you know, exactly what belongs there. Yeah. Bethesda, not saying I'm not saying anything wrong with with Doom Eternal itself because I still don't know. Game still hasn't come out yet. I'm looking forward to seeing the reviews. Hopefully it turns out uh, well and I can pick it up myself because uh, I've been holding off until I can actually get input and figure out if uh, other people uh, are saying that you guys have hidden stuff in there that are anti-consumer. But uh, it sounds like uh, it is in a little more control than Bethesda is at this point with that. Hopefully that's the case, but you guys do need to look at your, at your advertising and think, man, this didn't hit the mark. This was a bad idea. Cause what's really funny is that video was on YouTube and it was on YouTube for a week and it was downvoted to hell and back. Uh, the, uh, the amount of uh, game companies over the past couple of years, it just, completely out of touch <laughs> uh oh shit that was one thing i forgot to bring up god damn it um so M- listeners mlb the show showed up and um loach is obviously going to be invested in that so you'll hear nothing but mlb the show for quite a while uh from him <laughs> if it, that's unfortunate if at all. that's unfortunate yeah that's un- <laughs> that's unfortunate that's that's unfortunate for you uh but the other thing that Loach brought up to me was the fact that NBA, apparently NBA 2K, the latest one, has an issue where I believe it's the player career that they were uh, referring to in this, but they have a mode in NBA 2K where it coincides with the season, the actual season that your uh, team or player plays in, you know, play is going to be playing. The, so you it goes in and coincides whatever game you're going to play. So you go in and play. And it's the same uh, season game that they would be playing that day or or that week uh, against the other team. And it, because the NBA canceled their season, it caused the game to crash <laughs> because it could it couldn't sync because there's no game <laughs> taking yeah. place anymore. So it's caused a lot of problems apparently uh, for a lot of people who have been trying that, who have been doing that mode. And, uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, it's funny, but it's unfortunate. Like, cause I don't think anybody ever sat there and go, well, what if they cancel the season? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that was a question that was ever floated in right? any sports, <laughs> in any sport at all. Yeah. So with, uh, with NBA, the NBA season canceled, it makes me kind of curious how other sports games are going to end up being if uh, more and more problems start happening. I think the uh, MLB is currently looking at delaying the uh, season. It also be cur- I'm also curious to see how this is going to affect uh, further sports like the NFL uh, when they start going into uh, preseason games, stuff like that. So it's like I said, listeners, it's going to be a very interesting next six months to a year. Yeah. Who, who would have thought that uh live uh, updating with actual games would uh, ever be an issue? <laughs> yeah. 
So, and that, that's what I, that's what I, that's kind of where I was going. Like how, how is this going to affect, like if those, if those, those games get, or those sports get affected, how is that going to affect the, the season or the, the, the games that are coming out? It's going to, you know, are they still going to come out? Like if Matt, if, if the NFL has to cancel a bunch of their games or have to delay, uh, does that mean the video game is going to get delayed? Does, you know, is this going to happen with the MLS? Because MLS has canceled their season, supposedly. Uh, so does that affect FIFA <laughs> at all? They're having to, you know, they're, they're looking at these other sports. Does that, does that affect the gaming world as well? So you'd think that, that uh, really you'd just be able to disengage, you know, the live updates and just let people go as if it's just a, you know, offline game. Yeah, but, you think they would you think they would actually have it tied to a different server that doesn't automatically update for, you know, based off the game, the real life game. And it would just have the schedule yeah. in there, much like you would in, in real life or in, in the uh, the regular game. Yeah. And you're not playing my, you know, my career yeah. or whatever like it is. Like old Madden games and stuff like that used to. Yeah, yeah. It was all you based off of whatever. That. Yeah. Uh, but apparently not. So yeah. that's just kind of a funky thing. Anyways, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. If you don't, if you want to keep your Twitter account, fine. If you want to get rid of your Twitter account, we highly recommend it. If you want to take a break from Twitter, that's probably the best thing you can do, especially now. <laughs> just to try and not have your anxiety levels up and try and just kind of keep a cool head. Uh, that's probably the best thing, especially with the amount of misinformation that's going on right now. Follow us on podbean.com if you don't like iTunes. If you do like iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. This is Vargo. And Miles. Keep on geeking on, and we're out. For every hundred people you recommend to our our podcast, we'll send you a bottle of Purell. <laughs> <laughs> Early in the morning, rise into the street. Light me up that cigarette, and I'll strap shoes on my feet. Got to find a reason. Reason things went wrong Got to find a reason why my money's all gone I got a Dalmatian I can still get high I can play the guitar like a motherfucking riot you got cause you might get run over or you might get shot never had the battle with my bulletproof vest never start static i get it off my chest take a small example a tip from me take all of your money give it up to charity love what i got within my reach the subprime style still straight from Long beach it comes back to you you're gonna get what you deserve try and test that you're bound to get served love's what i got don't start a riot you feel it when the dance gets hot I don't get angry at the bills I have to pay I don't get angry when my mom
rock, fuck it, fight it, it's all the same Living with Louis Dow's the only way to stay sane Let the lovin', let the lovin' come back to me Remember that